Hello and welcome to the sound of the start of your weekend. Am I doing that right, Ali Maxwell? Uh, this is the Not The Top 20 betting show. I am back. I'm your host uh, today, George Ellick. I'm joined by our guest uh, appearance, pro punter uh, Nick Goff joins me again, as he has done for the last two betting shows with Ali. Uh, Goffy, I've had to spend the last six years podcasting with Ali Maxwell. Uh, you've had to do it for two weeks. How did you find it? First of all, George, have you pushed the record button? I have, I have. Because, got, because the, the the public weren't made aware of this, but I'm gonna I'm gonna unveil it now. Um, me and Ali did the last betting show, and uh, five minutes after the end of going through everything, he had to call me back and say, "I'm I'm sorry, Goffy, I haven't recorded it. Can we do it all again?" <laughs> Which obviously I took in with uh, magnanimously, as you'd expect of me. Um, but and then we, we went on the show, and Ali never mentioned it. So um, I thought, well, let's get let's get a little gentle dig of of Ali in now for. For that one, I expect when you send us your invoice, you'll put in an extra episode given that you actually recorded two of them. Um, I think that would be, that would, that would be totally fair. Um, this show is sponsored by Betfair. Uh, it is, of course, a, a betting show with Goffey and I giving our, our picks ahead of this weekend's EFL football. Uh, and in that case, it is, of course, for 18 uh, year olds and over only. Uh, do visit begambleaware.com uh, if you want to check up on the risks of gambling. Very important that you do so. Uh, and, and always ensure that you're gambling responsibly. Um, but yeah, we've got um, a we've got one game in the championship, weirdly, and then a, a pretty much a full slate on on in League One and League Two. But bizarrely, loads of games on Friday night, uh, loads of games kicking off early on Saturday because of the um, World Cup games. You know, clubs obviously keen to maximise matchday revenue by enabling fans to both come to EFL games and also watch the World Cup as well. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, I I have just had a, a child the last three weeks as a, a blur of nappies and um, World Cup games to the extent that I can't remember what happened an hour ago. I feel like I'm watching World Cup games and then about 10 minutes later after the game's finished, I've got no idea what game I just watched. Um, so <laughs> going into the research for this was, was interesting. It kind of looking forward to getting the EFL back and running. How, how much of a, a focus are you going to have on on these games over the weekend? Um, I, so I, I basically put the FA Cup second round in the bin. As did decided I. That, that, that something had to give during the World Cup. And really, with, with your FA Cup stuff, you want to wait until an hour before kickoff and see all the teams anyway. You don't generally, I, I don't want to be having too many bets before teams in the FA Cup. Uh, there are edges you can find with managers that you know that are saying they're going to change or have changed in the past. But I didn't have time for that sort of research this time. And two o'clock on a Saturday, I just figured. During a World Cup, I have better things to be doing than to be looking at FA Cup second round team news. But I just didn't bother. So I've had a, a complete week away from EFL. And I, as you said, there's one championship game. I've not even bothered to look at that. I'm just mm. giving championship another week off as well. But I did spend some time yesterday going through League One and League Two, um, partly because I was appearing on this pod. Um, and it, I better have something to say. And partly because I, you know, that there will still be bets in League One and League Two this weekend. Um, so it would have been you know, missing out on potential turnover by by not doing it. So um so yeah, the, the two weeks ago with with Ali does feel a long time ago. Um and and teams have had a bit, little bit of a break. Those that didn't play in the cup may have had a week off and gone away, some of them. Um I'd imagine basically the whole of the Premier League's been in Dubai for the last two weeks. So maybe some of the League One and League Two boys have been there or, I don't know, maybe Tenerife for them. Um <laughs> the Welsh ones. Yeah. Um 
But but just now to clarify, that is um, because rather than being a, a slur on, on any Welsh people, that's because two two and a half thousand Welsh fans went to Tenerife for the England game because they wanted to watch it in the sunshine on a big screen. That wasn't just saying that Welsh people go to Tenerife, just to clarify. Yeah, that, that passed me by. Although I did see um I did see a video of some English and Welsh people in Tenerife not exactly um covering themselves in glory. So, so <laughs> I didn't, didn't realise why there were so many, so many out there, but okay, that makes sense now. Did you did you know that there is a, a Luton are playing Millwall? at, I think, 12.30, the day of the World Cup final, which in my mind is one of the most extraordinary... <laughs> Imagine if England were in the World Cup final, a Luton Millwall fan's going to pile out of the Kenny and just get into the pubs of Luton to hold hands and, and unite in supporting the three lines together. I don't think those two clubs' fans will be holding hands. I don't think there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's a fair bit of history there. So, yeah, um, yeah, that, that, yeah I didn't realise that was the day of the World Cup final. Um yeah, okay. I'm 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 in New York for the World Cup final, so I'm kind of hoping England Lovely. will be there. That'll be quite quite a good experience to watch that if if England mm. are in it. But I, I wouldn't be holding my breath for that just yet, anyway. Well, let's get into the picks. You've been a very popular guest uh, on this pod. It was kind of galling uh, on the day that my daughter was born to be getting loads of Twitter notifications saying more of a Nick Goff, please, please, can we keep Nick Goff on? <laughs> yes, please. Goffy's a shrewdy and all this stuff. Whilst I was sitting there being like. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what this means about me. But um, we'll get into the Naps first. As ever, Naps, next bests, um, goals bet and lay and a goal scorer bet. And interestingly, I sent you last night a message just saying, this is my nap, send me over your picks, make sure there aren't too many clashes. And it is a certified double nap, uh, which is good news for me um, because it means I can hand over to you and you can take it away. Both of us choosing, you can tell us who. Uh, League One relegation battle Saturday lunchtime between Milton Keynes, Dons and Burton Albion. Mm. And I've got to go with the team who are playing really well in the bottom four at the moment, and that's Burton Albion. Um, since Dino Mamri has come in, they really do look like a side that should be in the middle of, of League One. But there's still a six-point gap between the bottom four and safety. Um, and it's going to be it's going to be tricky for anyone to get out of there, even though you know the sides like Accrington and Cambridge who have been on bad runs both well-managed clubs who are going to pick up points here and there. And so getting out of that League One bottom four is going to be tough. But if any of the four are going to do it, for me, Burton are the ones that, that can. Uh, being 22nd in the league really disguises how well they're playing at the moment. They stuck six past non-league Chip- Chippenham last week to, to boost confidence. But before that, they really carved Argyle open at, at will the week before in a 2-2 draw. Um, unlucky not to win the game, although it was a very late equaliser. They outplayed Charlton in a 3-3 draw before that. And then they had a couple of the harder away games in the league where they, they lost 4-2 at Sheffield Wednesday, but you know, there's no disgrace in that. And the week before that, they went to Bolton. They were 1-0 off after 87 minutes and they conceded two late goals there. So so some of the results just haven't haven't um, made clear how well Burton have started to be playing. There's loads of goals in them. They're proving that. And on the other side of the coin, MK... They've shown a few little signs of being better than they were at the start of the season. Let's be honest, first two months of the season, they were probably the worst team in the league. Mm. They, they're a bit better than that now. There's some signs of improvement, but not really enough. They haven't show, shown like a, a big leap to make you think, oh, they're, yeah, they're, they're definitely going to be fine now. Even though they did suck me in for a little while to think that it is turning. The last few games, again, have been pretty poor. Um, they've only scored um, twice in the league once since the 1st of October. So if we if we think Burton are full of goals at the moment, and MK really aren't, 
I'm, I'm just surprised to see Burton here as, as underdogs. And I, I don't think MK Don's the sort of side when things are going badly, there's just no home advantage at all. Teams can take as many fans as they like there. Then it's not exactly a vociferous crowd. When when the chips are down, it, it's a nice place to go and be an away team. And that's exactly the situation that Burton are in here. And I think at 21 to 10, I would have been sort of closer to 7 to 4, 13 to 8 here, Burton. Um, and good enough for a nap. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, we're seeing the price drift towards um, the mark you are. I think there was kind of five to two, nine to four uh, a day or so ago, the curse of doing this on a Thursday. Um, but it also feels to me, I mean, in terms of the data itself, if you're looking since the beginning of, of November, so the last month, um, I think Burton are sixth or seventh for expected goals ratio. Uh, MK Dons is still negative despite their 3-1 defeat against Derby, skewing that somewhat where I think it was kind of 2-1 in their, or 2.5 in their favour, um, even though they lost the game. Um, they are still, I don't think, playing particularly well. And then in terms of just the style of the two, I think this is a game, you know, if you're going to have a game between two two teams and their manager's image, um, I think Dino Mamria will really fancy going to an MK Don side who we know relentlessly play out from the back, who we know will have a, a very soft centre and um, don't offer too much going forward. Uh, we burton themselves as you say, full of goals and, and full of attacking um, directness, I would say. And they are, in my mind, the perfect team to be siding with at the moment where the there's a tangible reason for the performances improving, where Jimmy Fred Hasselbank was replaced by Dino Mamria. That has instigated the change. Um, there is clear you know, statistical evidence that the performances are better, but that hasn't really yet um, shown itself in terms of wins and it's just a matter of time until that happens and, and we're better to do it than against one of the poorest teams in the division who I still think the market seem to overrate due to some weird pre-season well I mean I had them fourth I think in the league pre-season so I wouldn't call it weird but um, a hangover maybe from from good seasons past so yeah I uh, I definitely agree with you on that one it's a double nap uh, Burton for both of us at 21 to 10 uh, next best you're going back to the well the Crawley I've just realised you're on like 10 naps in a row, aren't you? Yes. I feel a bit of pressure here. If, if the well, first time I've double <laughs> naps on, it's the first time you get one beat. Am I going to get the blame the, for this? Is the, well, I'm sure pe- people are going to claim that I've just, uh, in, in an attempt to get another nap up, just followed <laughs> you in. Um, but I can show the receipts from my, <laughs> my message to you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. Does it still count? Does the run end if you if you kind of bow out? No, you I don't if... think so. It's not, it's not Wordle. Okay, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've had, I've done... I've done about 500 nappies since the last nap went in. So uh, it's time to get back on the nap train. And I'd absolutely love a nap or two as well uh, quite soon. Um, Yeah, Crawley, next best. Yeah, next best Crawley, uh, 11 to 5 at home to Swindon. Um, I napped while you were were busy with the nappies and I was in the galley. (laughs) I napped Crawley about 4 to 1 away to Warsaw in their last league game. Um, And they went in front after about 15 minutes. Dom Telford scored. And I made a big point about how the front three at Crawley were finally starting to gel and they got the the, the three of them, um, Nichols, Nazian and Telford in the team, all three of them to, in the team together for the first time. And maybe that was going to be the you know, the thing that turned Crawley's form around. Ten minutes in, one of them scores. And then they go and concede two minutes later. And I think when you're back in these four to one shots away from home, it feels like you get one bite of the apple and you go mm. one nil up after 10, 15 minutes, when you concede straight away, you can't be on good terms with yourself. And I thought like straight away, that that was our chance to, to get this bet won. And it, we've probably just thrown it away. 20 minutes later, they get a red card 
and they did hold out until injury time, got beat 2-1 in injury time. I thought a 4-1 to is a good bet, but you just can't go giving that equaliser away the minute after you score. That that totally kills you, and, and, and it happened. But a lot of the, the reason for that selection hasn't changed. And in some ways, actually, it's strengthened now because I think Crawley are the sort of team that are absolutely ripe for a new manager bounce. And they've brought in... Um, the, the football manager favourites, Simon <laughs> Davies and, and, manager. and Matthew Edmonton. So, mm. Championship manager. Yes, the cha- oh, he was championship manager in those days, wasn't mm. he? Uh, that, that combo uh, have come in. Um, I, I, I wonder, I, I'm, I'm interested in the process there of how the, the crypto bros have um, have come to this after the Betsy thing. It, it would have been very easy for them to go down the tried and tested route and to go and find uh, an old-school football manager to come and keep them up. And they haven't done that. And I've got quite a lot of respect for that, actually, that they've stuck to principles here of what of what they want to do. Now, ultimately, these guys are going to have to get some results. Otherwise, it's going to be a double failure. And and the only thing worse than failing once is failing twice. So there's this pressure on to uh, for, for, for them to have got it right this time. And I, and I don't know whether they will or not. I don't know. I've got to be honest. I don't know enough about Etherington and and Davis's coaching to know to have a real strong view on whether they will get it right. What I do have a view on is that the squad Crawley have got there and the little signs of improvement that they've been showing over the last five six weeks under the caretaker suggest to me it could it could easily be. Uh, one of those new manager bounce spots. And this, this is something you, you have to look for because everyone talks about new manager bounces, but they don't happen every time. In mm. a lot of cases, things never change. So you, you, you need to analyse on a case-by-case basis each new manager situation that comes in because new manager bounces do happen sometimes. They're just not every time. But it, it, isn't, it, it isn't what you're arguing here, though, is that this will be a genuine new manager bounce as opposed to what I think people often misconstrue as a new manager bounce, which is when a manager gets sacked after a, a run of really unlucky maybe results where they haven't been quite as bad as, as it's looked. And then obviously, naturally, that corrects itself when the change is made because it's always going to. Whereas this, what you're saying is that there's a reason why this squad should actually improve under the manager. Yeah, I think yeah, I think that's, I think that's spot on. So this isn't a anti-Swindon view. Swindon mm. actually come out on my numbers. For, I'm very, they're very complimentary to Swindon. Their last six performances make Swindon, for me, a bona fide playoff contender. Not quite a top three contender, but they'll be there or thereabouts in a playoff race at the end of the season where, you know, Crawley won't be because because of the way they've started. They you know, just need to stay in the league and try and get themselves up towards mid-table this, this year. But sometimes in football, you can be in the wrong place at the wrong time. And I wonder whether that's a case here. And, uh, you know, a price bigger than two to one, around 11 to five, nine to four, Crawley. That's the, type, the, the sort of chance that I'm, that I'm willing to take uh, in, in the EFL in, in these spots where I think I may have spotted something that the market won't latch on to. Great stuff there. Crawley again, uh, hoping that under Matthew Etherington and Simon Davis, they're building quite a, a weird kind of five-a-side team of, of previous managers here. Um, Kevin Betsy in there, Harry Kuehl, uh, Yemsi in goal, maybe? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what uh, Gabriele Cioffi was like in his, in his playing. That's pretty good, wasn't he, as well? So, yeah, maybe that's the, um, the way they're looking. Um, on then to my next best, I was going to put up Tranmere at Northampton, but um, the price has, has basically gone overnight. So I found had to find my next, next best, uh, which is Carlisle, who is seven to five at home to uh, Sutton. Um and again, it's a it's a, a 
a case where I think Carlisle basically all season have been one of the better teams in the, in the division and we're starting to see that play out uh, in their results and have done over the last few weeks. Um, their home form isn't great. You know, it's it's been pretty good over the course of the whole season, but they've only won one of the last four and that came against Doncaster. Um, but the games themselves have been difficult. You had the 3-2 defeat against Leith Norient, which again, no harm in that. Leith Norient top of the league and rightly so. Uh, and then a, a stalemate against a, an improving Walsall side last time. Um, but the key for me here is, is Sutton, who have been so impressive under Matt Gray since they came into League Two out of out of the out of um out of uh, the National League and um, for large parts of last season looked like they were going to be playoff contenders. In my mind, they looked for the first month or so of this season like they were going to be playoff contenders. Um, but things have, have taken a turn. I have a feeling this is probably a bit of a case of them being found out. I think their very attritional style, um, a, a slight reliance on set pieces um, means that your first experience playing against Sutton is going to be a bit of a rude awakening. Uh, you probably get to grips with it the second time. And, and by the time you get to the third time, you, you kind of know what you're going to be facing up to. And there's only one seeming way that they go about looking to play their games. And Matt Gray spoken in the press this week about how, you know, this is a difficult time for them, but important to, to look at the bigger picture and remember that Sutton staying up in, in League Two is a hell of an achievement. And, and I don't think at the moment, the market is necessarily caught up to the fact that uh, unless things improve at Sutton, they're, they're going to be a team who are looking to survive rather than a team looking to to replicate last season's promotion push. Um, Carlisle under Paul Simpson, as I say, have been so impressive for a long period of time. They look to me to be a team who, if they continue their current performance levels, um, should really be challenging for automatic uh, promotion contention rather than uh, just playoffs. Um, and it's a, just a, a generous price at seven or five uh, for a home team here. Um, you know, if this is, if I'm right, and this is automatic promotion contenders, a top five team up against a bottom six team at home, then to be getting that seven or five is, uh, is, is, is not to be passed up. So um, yeah, my next best is Carlisle uh, there at home to Sutton. Um, on then to the lay, uh, what is your lay bet on the Betfair exchange? Uh, I'm going to lay Bolton around 185 at home to Bristol Rovers um, because I think that Bolton are a bit overrated <coughs> by the market in general at the moment. Um, so I opposed them on the betting show a couple of weeks ago when they drew nil-nil at Cambridge. Um, we wanted Cambridge to win there and they missed mm. a few late chances to do so, but, but, but we were the right side of the market, I think. Um and, then, and and Bolton are getting out of jail with a lot of late goals. They got too late at Fleetwood to win 2-1 from 1-0 down. Uh, they were 2-0 down at Accrington, 1-3-2 a few weeks ago. And then the Burton home game, which I've just mentioned recently, where they were 1-0 down late and scored two. Um, and, and in between those times, they they lost to Oxford. I mean, who, who loses to Oxford? <laughs> um, so I, I just think that Bert, the Bolton are being priced as if they're like the fifth or sixth best team in the league at the moment. And I don't think they're playing that way. Um, on, the, on the other side here, on the Bristol Rovers side, they got beat at home in the FA Cup by Boreham Wood. And that all sting because the, the, the being associated with one of those giant killings and being mm. beaten by a National League side looks and feels bad. It, it, the perception is very different to the reality now, though, that those sides at the top of the National League are just really good. And they can go and beat lower League One and, and any League Two side any time they want at the top of the National League without it really being much of a, a golfing class. Much of, It shouldn't be that much of a surprise. But the stigma it's got to it because when it was a real giant killing still exists and that will hurt Joey Barton. It will hurt Bristol Rovers and hurt the fans. And 
I'm backing Joey Barton here. Whatever you think of Joey Barton, I think he's done a pretty good job here and he can get responses to bad performances. And I, I want to be with him here to to get a real response. And um, I, I just don't think Bolton should quite be odds on here. And you can lay 185 and I think I would lay them all the way out to about 195, maybe even evens. Oof. Strong pick there. Yeah, laying Bolton at home to Bristol Rovers. Uh, Goffey's lay on the exchange. Uh, I'm also in League One. Uh, I am looking to lay Charlton, um, who are at home to Cheltenham at... Um, I've got to find what price I laid them at. Uh, 1.8 um, Charlton at home to, to Cheltenham. <clears throat> uh, yeah, a, a few reasons for this. Uh, firstly, there's a lot of off-pitch stuff going on at the moment um, at Charlton. Um, fans not particularly happy with um, owner Thomas Sangard. Um, it, the, his ownership looks like it's coming probably to a close fairly soon, um, hopefully with rumours of, of buyers um, shortly coming into the club. But not for the first time at Charlton. There's a big disconnect between the fans and the ownership and um, we've seen in recent weeks how this has impacted negatively the, the performances as well. Uh, looking back to that 2-0 defeat against MK Dons, which I don't think anybody saw coming. Um, they are under Ben Garner. You know, the, I don't think fans are particularly on board with what Garner's doing either. Um, at the moment, That there's kind of little to like. I think the squad is, is obviously pretty good, um, but they are winless now in the league in in three, in three four. Um, and uh, their other home game is that four-wheel draw against Ipswich, which is obviously a good result, but they were 4-2 down in that game with minutes to go. And last time we saw them, they were beaten 1-0 by Port Vale. So it's not a particularly happy camp. Uh, and Cheltenham are, are a weird side, in my view. You know, they're not a team that uh, I can, I've really got a great handle on. They seem to either completely be able to shut up shop and, and grind out results or have ridiculous games where they um, are, are taken to the cleaners. But we've, there's some semblance of of basis for this. You know, we saw them go to Portman Road at the beginning of November and get a one-all draw at a, a side far, far superior to um, to Charlton and Ipswich. And we've seen them beat Bolton, who are currently sitting fifth. Um, they've also gone on the road and avoided defeat at both Port Vale and Exeter, um, again, who are a top half sides. So, and better in my view than, than Charlton. Um, so, as I say, precedence for this, um, they seem to be a, a side who relish come up against the bigger or better teams in the division. Um, I think Charlton's certainly bigger, maybe not the better. And, uh, Another classic case where if things don't start particularly well for Charlton, this one, it could become very awkward. I think we'll see um, a fairly small crowd, but the, the the fans that do go showing their displeasure at what's going on off the field. So um, I think similar to what you were saying about Bolton, uh, I wouldn't be backing Charlton uh, at even money. So to be able to to, to lay them at 1.8 seems to be uh, a pretty fair way to go. Um, so Charlton, my lay uh, this week. Um, goals and goal scorers next. Um, I'll hand over to you for your, your goals bet. Yeah, goals. Um, I there is a clash hit in League One of the um what so I I I'm, I chart something called net output, which is which is classed as um the number of good value chances created at, at one end plus the other end in 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 each team's game. So so net output per game. And in the last six games, the highest and second highest in the league in League One are Ipswich and Fleetwood for total contribution total threatening chances, goal, goal, um, potential goal opportunities at, at either end in both teams' games. Uh, and you can bet about 8 to 11, close to 4 to 5, over 2.5 Ipswich versus Fleetwood, when it's the currently the you know, my, my two highest output teams. Um, 
a little stat beyond Fleetwood is that they have scored in every single away game this season. Wow. Um, and if they go to Ipswich and get a goal here, you'd have to be very confident, wouldn't you, of, of copying the over two and a half, given mm. the way Ipswich play, how how good they are and what they're doing. So I think we can we can see from Scott Brown that they're not going to to, to necessarily go there and try and play for a nil-nil because they've been places like Portsmouth and Peterborough already. It's not just weak opponents they've been to. They've been to some good clubs in this league and have scored. They're, 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 they're average in, in terms of what you should expect from them, very high. Um, and Ipswich obviously have the highest creation in, in, in the league for themselves. They're, they are the best team in the league. They're probably going to win the league. Uh, in five of their eight home games, they scored at least twice. And at home to one of the bottom six here, you'd fancy them to do that. I just think that everything points to goals here. Um, and over two and a half, getting close to four to five seems fine for me. Nice. Over two and a half goals. Ipswich versus Fleetwood, um, your goals pick. For me, back into League Two. And um, Goffey, would it be fair to say that at this current moment in time, taking the last four to six weeks, um, Stockport County, one of the better teams in League Two? Yeah, I think you could. I think you could argue that they're actually the best team in the league. Mm. There's there's only really Orient and uh, Stevenage who who would you know would have that arm wrestle with you. I think other than with a possible exception of those two, Stockport are playing the best football in the league at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and I basically wanted to find a way to get with them uh, at Hartlepool uh, this weekend. They are very very short, and you know sh- too short to to even think about. Uh, putting them up as a as a selection, um, they are yeah eight to fifteen. Uh, but I'm putting up BTTS no, um, which is uh, four to five uh, in this one. Um, basically, in the hope that it's going to be Stockport to nil, which is six to four. Uh, Hartlepool had a semblance of a new manager bounce under Keith Curl uh, when he first came in, but looking at the expected goals uh, ratio since the beginning of October, they are second bottom. I think any. Um, Improvement that we've seen from them has been pretty short-lived. Um, Josh Umara is is clearly a, a pretty lively striker, but apart from that, it's hard to find any strengths that they've got. And I think Stockport's strength is basically based on their very, very solid defensive unit. I can't see why Hartlepool would create much in this one. I think Hartlepool would come into it fully aware that a draw would be a good result. And, and I guess the good part of backing BTTS now at 4-5 to five, rather than the 6-4 the to four tenders that you've got the nil-nil on side if they are able to pull off that rear guard action. Um, Stockport are um, a, a far, far superior team and I think should be able to see this one off pretty cosily. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't really see why Hartlepool would be able to create plenty of chances. Um, and this seems like a good way to to get with, as I say, the best team in the division, possibly against the worst or, or maybe one of the worst as well. So, uh, yeah, BTTS, no, my goals pick. Um, before we get on to goal scorers, um, as I say, this podcast is sponsored by Betfair and they have a bet 10, get two promotion. Uh, get a £2 free bet with Betfair when you place £10 worth of Akers on the EFL this season. Uh, must have a combined minimum, minimum odds of evens or more, uh, maximum one free bet per day. The free bet is valid 48 hours on Akers or Bet Builders. Terms and conditions do apply over 18s only uh, and do gamble responsibly. Uh, goal score is picked now. And um, yeah, we, we know, Goffey, that people like to follow in on these, don't we? So uh, let's find out what you put for us uh, this, uh, yeah, this so weekend. It, it, this, might, this potentially could be my last appearance on the pod. So let's go out with a bang. I'm yes. going to the same game and I'm and I'm going to have one point each on two goal scorers in the same game. Great. Peterborough versus Barnsley. Um, I'm going to get against Peterborough. I think, they can, I think they can't be trusted really at the back. They're conceding goals at the moment. Three at Shrewsbury in the Cup last week. 
um, three at Exeter not so long ago and four against Chelsea under 21s, although albeit a changed team. But they are conceding goals. I don't necessarily trust them at set pieces. And I think Barnsley have got two centre backs in Mads Anderson at 20 to 1 and Liam Kitching at 22 to 1, anytime goal scorers, who we can both back for a bit of value here. Um, they've both scored once this season already. Kitchen actually scored the first goal in a 1-1 draw with Port Vale. And Anderson scored in the in the League Cup game at Leeds, where they lost 3-1, I think. But they, but they scored there and he scored that goal. They both got on the score sheet once. I've looked back through um, my numbers of the last eight or ten games. Since the end of September, there's only been one league game where at least one of these two hasn't recorded an attempt on goal. Uh, and in multiple wow. games, they both have. So... It's fair to say if we back two players here at 20 and 22, we fancy ourselves we're going to get an opportunity. And that's at these prices, that's all we're looking for is to latch onto something. Um, and, and that one, the, the, the funny one we had a couple of weeks ago where, where everyone, everyone backed it and Betfair said he was the, the Tom Lockyer was the, <laughs> was the most factor player to score other than uh, uh, Haaland that day. Um, he had three opportunities in the same game. So all you could ask for happened. We just didn't cop. But here... Maybe, you know, hopefully, maybe, maybe we will. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, love it. Two players there against the field at big prices. Fingers crossed. Uh, one of them, or imagine if both of them go in, uh, where's the party going to cool. be uh, if that happens? Um, I am going for a shorter price. Uh, Ellis Harrison to score any time at 11 to 4 against Plymouth Argyle. I'm a bit worried about Argyle. Um, Goffy, you and I have both got anti post tickets um, with their name on it. And I think often, you know, I've mentioned plenty of times this podcast uh, as a as a slave to the data. I, I'm quick to point out when you know Northampton or <laughs> Swindon or whoever else it is um, uh, are, are projecting. Um, you know, are playing basically getting results far better than their data. It's it's becoming hard to ignore that Argyle. Um, you know, the numbers are, are on the slide basically, and it probably comes a time where Mike Cooper can only do so much. I, I do think it is significant that they do have a goalkeeper who in my mind is already a, a very good championship keeper and should probably get a move fairly soon. Hopefully it's not in January for, for our sake. Um, but their defensive record is is impeccable compared to the chances that they're conceding. Uh, and you've got Ellis Harrison, a player who's already scored seven and 15. He's never been particularly prolific during his career so far, um, but he hasn't scored in the last four uh, that might look as if you know it's time to to start swerving him, but he's had I think fourteen shots in those four games, uh, and expected goals of point three three per ninety. Uh, Port Vale, we know, are a side who create plenty. Dow Clark's doing a fantastic job, and um, I basically think that this is a a blip which will end fairly soon. This isn't the start of of Harrison regressing to the mean. He's still the focal point for their attack. He's coming up against a team whose defensive record is better than it should be. I think 11-4 to four for him to score any time is a big, big price against a side who I anticipate will go to home park and have their fair share of chances, even if uh, Cooper does thwart them again and it goes the same way. Um, so there we have it. Those are our picks this weekend in League 1 and League 2. Uh, thank you very much to Goffey as ever for joining us. Uh, Goffey, do you want to go through your picks again if you can remember them off the top of your head? Ali does this to me uh, yeah, and I absolutely no, hate no, it. No. Uh, Burton to beat uh, MK Dons away is the nap. Crawley to beat Swindon was the uh, next best. Uh, Laying Bolton about 185 against the gas of Bristol Rovers. Uh, to over two and a half hits which Fleetwood. And the two centre-back goal scorers for Barnsley, Mads Anderson 20 to 1, Liam Kitching 22 to 1. Uh, I'll set off for one of them scoring, but you're on party <laughs> for both of them. 
Excellent. Yeah, double nap, Burton my nap as well. Uh, Carlisle at home to Sutton, my next best. Laying Charlton uh, at home to Cheltenham. Um, and then BTTS, no, and Hartlepool stop, Port my goals bet. And Ellis Harrison score any time for Port Vale at Plymouth Argyle at 11 to 4, my goal scorer. Uh, thank you very much, Goffey, for stepping in for myself and then Ali. Um, all being well, I think Ali will be back with us next week unless he's got a taste for the beach life and decides to stay on Bamford Island for a little bit longer. Um, but yeah, all being well, he will be back. Um, but Coffee, maybe we can persuade you to come back on. You've certainly been a popular guest over the last uh, few weeks. Um, do remember to uh, check uh, begamblerware.org uh, for all betting risks. Uh, please do ensure that you're always gambling responsibly. Uh, but most importantly, do enjoy the football this weekend. Hopefully a couple of winners in there as well. Have a great weekend. Go well.